You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 68. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Cracker Like in Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 68. 68! <laughs> John bringing us in hot today. Heck we yeah! Because <laughs> we do not have our brother CC with us. Uh, we do have a special guest, and we'll actually say a fill-in for CC. That's some big shoes to fill, but Ooh. I think she's got it. I can handle it. Pretty well <laughs> under control here. Uh, probably better than John and I actually can handle what we're trying to do. That's right. And that is Casey Bolton. And Casey's here from Lake Charles. She's got a very fly company called Bayou Blend Apparel. And um, she's going to tell us some about it today, a little bit of her story, a little bit about God's hand in it. Johnny, what you thinking about it, buddy? Man, I'm excited about it. I know this has been on the line for a while. Um, and you did great on that introduction, man. You did good. So looking forward to hearing the story and uh, missing Cece a little bit, but we're glad to have you sitting in uh, as a guest and as the third person on the cast today. Nice. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And I'm really excited to share my story and to participate in this, I think, awesome adventure that you guys are doing and reaching out to people and spreading God's love. I think it's awesome. We're pretty excited about it. I'm, I'm glad. I, I hope the intro was, was it up to your standards? <laughs> yeah, I've been stifling some giggles over here. <laughs> we like giggles. So. We hope to get some more out of good for the soul. That's what uh, we're rocking with. Uh, well, Casey, before we hop into your story, your journey, um, we're going to throw it over to John, and he's going to play a little warm-up game, would-you-rather game. I, I think this is the only asking. thing I might be nervous about. <laughs> it is, and when it's coming from John, it really can put you on pins and needles because you just never know. <laughs> John, what you got? We haven't done I'll just pretend like I'm playing this game with my kids. That's right. We do this all the time. That's kind of how it came about. We had to get something down on hot dogs level. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. So you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Would you rather have to always speak in rhymes or always have to speak in riddles? Oh, a rhymes. So it's because it's like rapping. Can you rap? No, <laughs> but that's why I would rather do that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. How about you, hot dog? There's no doubt I would be going with the rhymes, dude. We all know I got fly language abilities, well, got a little bit of the rap. Well, that's still debatable. I mean, you keep throwing it out there, but you haven't displayed it on the line or anywhere else. So a few we'll see. people have seen these abilities. They are kind of close to the best, but yes, there's no doubt I'd rather go with that. I'm pretty sure you'd probably take the riddle, though. No, I feel like so already kind of... No, speaking in riddles, I think that would drive me crazy. <laughs> well, I kind of, I kind of think I already speak in riddles from time to time. Uh, I like to make a lot of inside jokes where people don't, not everyone will know what I'm saying. But uh, so I kind of speak a little bit in that aspect That's already. Your so you do have some inside jokes that were like 
they're inside just in his own head. I'm pretty confident <laughs> and no one understands what he's saying. That happens too. And uh, you know what? I get a big kick out of it. But anyway, I think I would jump over since I already think I do a little bit of that from time to time. Uh, and I always speak in rhymes. I think I'd be amazing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just be... I think you would be too. Laying down rhymes 24-7. Whew. We've got a guest on that's building up that Man. ego of yours already, I see. I see a future segment. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea, actually. Mm-hmm. Rhyming with John. Yeah. And Cece. I wonder what Cece would have said. I think he'd be a riddler. He's a, I was about to say, you he's said a, he's a he's, philosopher, yeah, so he's a, he's, a, he's a riddler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would have come up with something smooth like, you know... It's the rocky road, uh, not the smooth path that leads to greatness. Like a card. Yeah. He a Hallmark card. Greg could definitely write Hallmark like that. cards. Yeah, he could. He Day spring. be awesome for that. Cece. Is that the only question? This. That's it. Oh, that was easy. Do you want to do another one? No. I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, have, you have the floor. I'm you can throw one like, back Would us. you rather ride a horse or a donkey? Like, I'm used to like that from the kids and stuff. So I was, <laughs> I was ready for anything coming from you, too. A horse or a donkey, that's actually not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was good enough for sweet baby Jesus in the womb. Yeah. Ride the donkey. That's true. That is very true. Well, now that we're warmed up, ready to roll here. Casey, why don't you, it's kind of a broad question. Tell us a little bit about your business, how it came to be. I've got several questions, like I said, that I think you got to chuckle out of, especially about the entrepreneur side here, what we got going on. But I think your mission, from what I understand about it, is pretty cool. So why don't you tell the listeners, A, about your company, how it came to start, and kind of how God's hand's been involved in it. Well, I'm really excited to tell my story, especially because uh, April is Autism Awareness Month, and that is the basis of my company's foundation. Um, My son was diagnosed with autism in 2017, and it just kind of rocked our world. But um, you and I were speaking of this earlier. Sometimes you have to be shaken a little bit to find greatness and um, or to find your path. And for me, this was just more than just a diagnosis. Um, It was a significant way of reaching out to people and kind of, I don't don't mean to use the word, you know, make it sound trite, but make lemonade out of lemons, so so to speak, you know? And the idea was behind the fact that he himself couldn't tolerate clothing. Every time I put on a shirt, he would, take it off and he had a really hard time and we're pretty casual family we like graphic t-shirts and I realized he was having a hard time with his the neck labels the seams and also the ink on top and I found a brand um from California that he he actually was uh privy to he was wearing it and it was a, a surfing brand and had some really cool sayings like stoked and um just a couple other sayings and Christy Papania Jones gave me a compliment one day on his new tees and I said to her wait you know it'd be so awesome if somebody can make locally make a shirt that um is super cool kind of reaches out to that um you know streetwear and you know counterculture lingo for like skateboarding surfing and you know because Lake Charles is so dominantly surrounded by water and water sports but also 
gave back and just made autism cool. And in the middle of saying that, I mean, it's so true. I, I stopped speaking. I looked at her and I said, I'll be right back. And I got in my car and I burst into tears. And it was like such an overwhelming moment that I just knew that's what I was supposed to do. So that was in 2017 when I started the brand. I always say I've been public for three years, but the government's known me for four. <laughs> so, cause it took about a year, you know, right. to get everything established. And I've kind of just been fine by the seat of my pants. Um, like Googling, how do you uh, get a tax ID to, you know, um, what's my next step? And just to make sure I'm doing everything correctly. Um, my dad is an entrepreneur and owns several businesses and he was a huge help in me getting this, um, started and it's kind of just, it's grown a lot, uh, in three years. And, um, it's just been a really incredible experience to reach out to people and to give back to the autism community. Yeah. I think that's awesome. You've gotten to experience a lot of the human emotions and things we go through in life, some adversity, I'm assuming throughout this process, three, four year deal you've been in, yeah. uh, passion, getting to, to do something you're passionate about, something that connects with you. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the process? I know it was a, oh, aha moment. I'm going right. to hop into this, but the actual getting it from A to even B saying, man, I, I want this concept becoming a reality and yeah. then having the, you know, how we can all in life get hyped up about something and then the, the hype kind of wears right. off and we're right. like, but it stuck with you to be like, I still want to do this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. My dad said the other day gotta give her credit she's she hasn't slacked off and she's got some tenacity on getting this thing always going but um you know I think when you are in line with your purpose and your will the doors naturally open so even though this has been very difficult um I think emotionally um and physically it's been ferritively easy. And I, I don't say that carelessly. Um, what I mean by it's like when I got in that car and I started crying, I went home and um, I fell on my knees. And I remember exactly where I was. I was in the hallway outside of my son's room. And I was on my knees and I was just crying face down. And it was like Bible and apparel, you know, and then all of a sudden, I just image after image after image after image. And it was like I already had like 20 designs in my mind. And what I was really excited about telling you today is um, my background is public relations, but it's also fashion. Um, I studied fashion at TCU. And it was like everything from my life experiences led me up. And it still leads me to this way where I'm still having these aha moments where I'm like, oh my God, I was prepared for this and I didn't even know it. And so even though it was my son's diagnosis that sparked the business, I think I would have somehow done it maybe in a different way, but I wouldn't have put myself out there. I wouldn't have been as brave. And I feel like God gave me this to utilize the gifts that I had and um, the experiences and education that I knew and to tie the two together and the spiritual together. So 
Bayou Blend Apparel actually has three lines within it. It's a wear autism line, which is autism awareness, a spirituality line, and a line that I call LA to LA. And that kind of goes on um, the idea of like coastal state and coastal area. And that goes on um, like a shirt that literally does say like coastal or um, even the Louisiana shirt. Um, like I have a Venice shirt. Uh, shirt which could be like Venice Beach LA or even Venice Louisiana and then spirituality was really important because I wanted to make sure that it was um expressed my faith was expressed and an opportunity as a vehicle to reach people in that kind of way and um and of course the autism line is specific for you know drawing awareness so for me that's kind of you know, how you have who's driving your car. I have, um, what's your blend? And it can probably, we're talking about the same thing. It's just like, what makes you you? And for me, that was my personal blend. And I think it all goes hand in hand because in order to get through our experiences, we have to have some kind of faith, right? And it also ties into your community and your surroundings, which that was my, you know, my nod to my Louisiana teas and things like that. So I know I'm going on a complete tangent about this, but I think it's just kind of really neat because it just all comes full circle into starting this. And, and in that, like even me being here today, everything has been, serendipitous but at the same time I can't say the word serendipitous because I know it is it is God leading the way absolutely yeah we talk about uh you know we've talked about things like this along the line uh where you know God gives you opportunities in order to do different things on a daily basis Mm -hmm. they may be small tasks tasks opening the door for someone right uh things like that um but there may be larger things like starting a new business like you are um It sounds like it was a pretty overwhelming experience for you. Um, I think that's a perfect word. Pretty overwhelming from what yeah. you're describing. It still uh, is. Yeah. S- still is pretty overwhelming. So what, how do you continue to push forward and continue on that path? What, what drives you? You know, I think what drives me is knowing that this is um, purposeful. Um, right before the diagnosis, I was actually having a conversation with a friend and I said, you know, I love my life. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I volunteer. Um, I get to be involved with the community. I was, um, a yoga instructor. I taught Christfield yoga here in Lake Charles. I was like one of the first people who did that here. Yeah. I've always kind of, it's always been about connecting with people. And I was in a period of time in my life where it was like this strange void and it was almost overwhelming, depressing because I felt like time was running out and it was like, I know I have more to give and I know I'm on this earth to do something and I'm not seeing it and I'm not hearing it and I'm frustrated about it. And I was telling this friend that and he said, well, Casey, you know, you're, you're a mom. And at that time I only had, um, two kids. He was like, you know, you're a mom of, of two. And I mean, what's more purposeful than that? I said, well, that's just a role. 
you know? I mean, I feel like that's part of it, but I'm talking about like my sole purpose. And it was like two months later that we got Bo's diagnosis. And it was, it was like everything led to, so in that moment when I figured out about the shirts, it was like, I had this flashback. Cause I remember I was like, the same time I was excited, I was kind of like, okay, God, why, why, you know, because this is, is scary, right? To put yourself out there and start a new business, put money up in something that you don't know is going to be successful. Like you said, you never know how this can go up or it's going to go bust. And it was like, I had a pre-recording of my voice going, I'm not finding my soul's purpose. And it was another moment where it was like, okay, all right, here we go. And then, and that's what, that's what's overwhelming about it because in some ways you're just so overwhelmed by the miracles of the moment. And it's, it's really, um, a unique place to be. I think when you really feel God, you know, Mm -hmm. when there's those moments where you are just like right there and you know, I think a lot of different people express it different way. Um, enlightenment, it's just a sublime feeling. It's just an, it's an overwhelming, powerful feeling. But at the same time, I'm human. So just even a couple weeks ago, I mean, just even a couple weeks ago, I was at that breaking point. You know, I'm opening a shop downtown all my finances are hitting at once. I mean, I'm like, okay, I got to pay the wallpaper lady. I got to pay paint. I'm getting this. And and it was like a moment where I felt like I was starting all over again because now it's a different platform and I was scared. And I thought, Oh my God, how am I going to do this? And I, it was another conversation and it was, all right, God, you got to make it or you got to break it because I am now I'm tired. I'm emotionally tired. I'm strained. And those are those overwhelming moments in almost a, a negative, you know, because it's like, I'm done. I'm done. And then you have that overwhelming, wonderful miracle that all of a sudden, you know, I get a, a text and it's like, hey, have you thought about going into the um, Cachetta Casino um, gift shop? Well, no, I'm not in wholesale. I never thought about that. Reached out to them. I had a wonderful meeting. And it was like another <laughs> moment where I was like, back in the game. Like, it makes me think of like Wayne's World and they're like, game on, game off, game on. It's like a constant, you know, like back and forth. It's And I use the word manic. And I, don't, I mean that is because it's like that. It's like, oh, God this sucks. And then it's like, (laughs) Oh God, this is amazing. You're awesome. You know, it's just that, that complete, um, emotional experience all the time. So what's happened as far as your, you know, you described beforehand, you know, you had kind of a depressed state running out of time. Do you feel still have that sensation or do you feel like now that void is being filled with, uh, this calling? Uh, that's a really good question. I think, at the beginning, 
it it just shifted. It was like the same feeling just in it. So I felt like a really insatiable need to start this company. And I remember saying, if I don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. Because um, there's not a whole lot of sensory feathering clothing out there. Um, I think Target has been huge in capitalizing it and promoting it. And I, I know that one of the designers um, at Target created their adaptable line because of a child in need. Mm. And I think that's um, really important because I think as a parent, you know what what your kids need. Um, and at the same time, I think the idea is you start a business or a product because you think you have something to sell, right? It's got to be you're filling a void in the market that there's not something there. So in that retrospect, I was really um, like fired up. Like I kind of like, I, I was like, if I miss this train, right? Okay, so like how you said, if you miss that opportunity of opening that door for somebody, or they say, you know, like, if you feel like you need to call somebody, call them. You mm. gotta act, right? Because it's a missed blessing. And this was like just a missed blessing on a huge, huge, huge scale. Now, I still, I, sometimes I just, I do get to that place um, where I'm, it's like a nervous feeling, you know what I mean? Where I'm like, what, am I missing out on something? Do I need to be um, marketing myself a different way or something like that? But when I do get into those places now, I can release them because of where I've come in the last four years of all that has been provided, you know, by God, mm -hmm. I can lean on that and know, all right, this is just a passing feeling. So even though I might feel that way, um, I think social media is like the perfect example. Um, like I did all these like workshops about social media and talked to different influencers and, you know, you got to post at this certain time, you got to do this and the algorithm and y'all, I mean, it was like, meltdown central i mean because i'd be like you know making spaghetti and i'm like oh my god it's seven o'clock i have to post i have to post i mean if i don't post this somebody's not going to see it if they don't see this and, and it was like i got so wrapped up into this where i said forget this yeah. uh -uh. like if somebody doesn't buy buy blend apparel it doesn't get me because i didn't post at seven o'clock like forget this like if god's bigger than social media so like i'm just gonna relax in this and let it happen and um, I remember one of these, um, influencers like you, you post in dead space 5am and I was like, girl, it's the only time I'm up before the kids. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm not like doing it while I'm, you know, on the toilet, I don't know. Or like in the bathtub, I don't know what else is going to happen because like there's no moments of freedom that I have where, I mean, I can be brushing the teeth and hitting send, right? I mean, even like my emails and, and, you know, and that's something where people are like, well, hire somebody, hire somebody. But then I lose, I think, the authenticity about it, and you lose your voice. And since this company is more about just apparel, um, I don't want to lose that voice. I think as a as a parent, you know, you'll you'll pretty much do anything for your children. Yeah. Um, and to see your you know your child not being able to tolerate clothes, those types of things, uh, that had to be a very frustrating thing. I mean, we talked about it in one of our prior podcasts. That was one, one of our, would you rathers, would you rather always have a shirt on that was itchy oh, yeah, or really something was. to that extent? That's interesting. Um, so I couldn't reuse that one. Uh, we don't recycle them, but, um, you know, the, the extent that I would, and it sounds like you would go to do whatever you can to make your 
family, your children happy, comfortable. Um, yeah, I think it's a pretty neat thing. And not only is it, you know, reaching your family, but also people all over across the world. Um, what kind of feedback have you had from that extent? Get, having something more available where a lot. Know, kids it, can just be comfortable and still be covered and modest and uh, be able to go around their normal daily activities. Um, well, and you know, and yeah, and that, that was the idea. So I was like, I just wanted to look rad. Um, you <laughs> he, know, that's a language, dude. Like it's I'm noticing. Well, you know, so I grew when I moved here. Um, my husband and his friends were like huge wakeboarders and skateboarders and surfing, and I was really surrounded into a water culture that was different from living in North Louisiana. Um, and I loved it. And, you know, here we are like in the middle of the nineties. And so like grunge was a big deal. And it was just that whole, I don't know, that whole experience and, um, <laughs> puka shells and hemp necklaces, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, um, I, I do love, um, being on the water. It's very, very, um, important to me. It's also a place where I spiritually connect and we do, um, we're fortunate we get to go on trips, um, that are often, you know, at the beach and I spend a lot of time in other coastal places and, um, you know, like we we're talking about the Carolinas earlier and then, you know, California and Florida. And, um, so that's been a huge, like influence to me to make cool shirts like I seriously think about yeah certain clothes and I'm like oh this guy totally would you know I could totally see him wearing this and so the thought process was for the autism line in particular to look just as cool as the wake the leg shirt right and um and that's the fashion part of me like that's like my background of uh of what I've learned and grown up with in, in learning about the industry. And the mom in me is checking every seam, um, all the fabrics. It took a year to resource the right fabrics. It took a year to resource the type of ink I use because um, basically, in a nutshell, these shirts, and not, you know, you can feel them, they basically are supposed to feel like a vintage t-shirt yeah so this hasn't been washed but once you wash even see how soft that is to touch mm -hmm. and once it you wash it it almost is like de cool. undetectable yeah it's pretty smooth and the idea is like what's your favorite shirt it's that shirt from high school that feels like kleenex right and so that was These all part of the cool. whole sensory friendly you know idea about that and um and you said you know you do anything for you know your kids and, and it's so true and it's an opportunity to to connect to other people and so the response has been awesome. I mean, it's been incredible, not only for kids, but it's adults, right? Because this isn't something that's just limited to children. I mean, a lot of adults have sensory processing disorder or sensitivity. Um, you know, you're itching your neck right now. You know what I mean? Like it, it's one of those things. And if you know that tag's there, it's going to bug you for the rest of the day. But for some people, it almost is like it will destroy their day. Right. And, um, it, I think the most feedback I get is the fact that I'm just, um, talking about it because there's never really been right. Even in our lifetime, and we're kind of roughly around the same age, you know, autism has come a long way and in the whole, uh, sensory processing disorder, a lot of people didn't know what that 
even was. And you, I, mean, I hear people all the time, they're like, oh, I just always cut my tags out. Or I hated wearing socks. Or, oh, well, that's what, you know, you, you think back and you're, and you, now we have like a name for it and we can talk about it. So the feedback is been nice because parents and adults just get excited that I'm talking about it. Um, I had somebody just reach out to me recently. Um, Rob Marciano, do y'all, y'all know him? He's, you know, he does the weather for right. America. Yeah. And he was here to cover, um, the Gulf, uh, coast strong segment here after the hurricanes, mm-hmm. him and Robin, do you remember that when they mm-hmm. were, did that here at St. Louis? And we have a mutual friend who gave, um, that whole team, some of the shirts and, now, look, I don't, I don't know him. I don't know his family history. I don't know anything. I just wanted to give the guy some cool teas. He reached out to me um, on Instagram and just was really kind, had some kind words and said that he also has a child who has um, sensory sensitivity. And he was just excited to see that there was something out there. And, yes, you can buy sensory-friendly clothing at some places but do they give back right and i think that's what sets this business this brand apart from um other other clothing lines is because it comes full circle so when you do buy a shirt i donate a shirt to um autism nonprofits. and what's really cool is instead of just giving money I donate the tees because one, it can get the tees in the hands of more people and they can actually be wearing the clothing. Two, I sign over all, um, all copyrights to the nonprofit in order to, for them to freely sell the tees if they want to, to make a full profit. So I've had some, um, organizations, um, use it to teach kids about, um, business where the kids had to actually, um, they had to treat it like they had re- a receiving production and they had to come up with a retail price and then the kids um, had a pop up and then they sold to the parents and then the proceeds went back to the center. And this was in Florida, the, um, the Be Able Academy. And I thought it was so cool because they yeah, were able awesome. to use the tees as a learning experience to teach the kids some life skills, right? And to teach them about um, retail. And um, another Surfers Healing out in California, they also used them for a pop-up and had some of their um, adults who are on the spectrum sell the teas. So it's just really cool to um, to hear the feedback also in that way and what experiences not only do um, the customers have, but also the nonprofits that I work with. So in a lot of this, it's been an, a, a pretty cool journey, chapter in your life that I'm assuming has a lot of subchapters still to go that, that we don't know here. Um, but I saw this quote and I was talking to you about this beforehand because I'm big on the quotes and motivation, inspiration. I thought this was really cool and impressive you came up with. And that's finding one's authentic self is freedom. And I'm just listening. I, I told you that earlier. And now mm-hmm. I'm just kind of listening to it. And I'm kind of seeing the picture come together. Can you speak And I was like, that? I said that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was like, hey, you? yeah, I did. Right. Yeah. 
It's so cool to me. I think it's a great quote. Um, but and can you maybe talk upon that a with what you've got going on, but b to the listener because everybody is authentic. We're all made in our own way in God's image. We're all created for our own certain purposes. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit to the listener and so far as as what we can all gain from that in our lives, being our authentic selves? I think that kind of goes back to. Uh, when I said I had that moment where I was feeling like um, I wasn't being used and I wasn't finding my, my purpose, um, you know, that's why purpose-driven life is probably one uh, will always be a bestseller, right? <laughs> I think it's a, it's, there, it's yeah. a sensation that um, we all have that God's put in us is to, um, to live out the life he intended us to live. And that can be in so many different ways. Um, for me, I feel like I found that freedom because I feel like I'm in it. And that's what's been so, so um, amazing. But it wasn't like, oh, I got my tax ID. I'm living my purpose. Woohoo. Um, <laughs> it was more like, holy crap baby Jesus, everybody in the above, like spiritual. I always call it my spiritual village when I pray. I, cause I'm always like, okay, all right. Spiritual village, everybody. I'm like, come on, grandma, everybody. I need everybody. Yeah. So I'll, like Bring in this, in. so I'm like, I'll call in the, I'm like, give me the angels. Give me everybody. Give me the saints. I'll take them all. Um, and I, I do say that sincerely because, um, it takes a village on earth and it takes a, a village in heaven. And I really believe that there's like, uh, there's a team around you. I believe in guardian angels. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I believe in spiritual help. And this was, this turned my insides out in a, um, in a spiritual sense because I, um, I was having to put myself out there. Um, we, I tend to live a very private life. Um, my husband has a very like public business and that's kind of something that we've kind of been able to provide for ourselves is a, a nice quiet, um, life. And, and even though I'm like a very outgoing person, um, and I always got my party pants on, I do <laughs> tend to, um, I really like my, just my quiet moments and I don't always put myself out there in some ways. And, this was something that I was like really ripping like a humongous bandaid off of because, and not only that, but I'm talking about something that's a hot topic, right? So I'm like, this better work because I'm in some hot water. If I like say something and this comes back on me, because I think anytime you're talking about a cause, it could be so multifaceted and subjective and how, and how people read stuff. And I mean, I, and I just don't want to, I go back on that Jabez prayer because it's like, keep me from evil so I cannot do harm. You know, it's like the idea is like, I don't want to, I don't want to put myself in a position where I can hurt somebody. And I don't even mean to do that. I also don't want to put myself in a position where I'm using the term sensory friendly and, in, and it's only sensory friendly for my family. And I, I told this one story, um, a lot because it meant a lot to me. It was another knees on the knees moment and we had a big fundraiser for a local autism center here for St. Nicholas Center 
And it was kind of like my coming out party. Like everybody knew I was about to have this line. And I was so scared. I didn't want to go. And I was in my closet and I was crying. And I was like, God, I'm scared. I don't want to go. I mean, what if like I go in and everybody starts dogging me? What if this is like, you know, my... I'm gonna get pegged by I'm not gonna get pegged by like rocks but you know but verbally I I was like I don't want to be put in myself in a position of being attacked and I'm I'm scared what if I'm what if I'm a fraud Mm -hmm. I think that's the word I want to say I think that's I think that's everybody's fear right and in question that they ask themselves am I am if am I am I fraud or am I authentic and you say that we are created to be authentic but I think we have this feeling that we're not until we get in line to feel that way. And you have that moment where you ask yourself is look at this philosophical this happenings real? going on yeah. over here. I'm but proud do, of you. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes, and, absolutely. And, um, I was scared of being told I'm fake or told that this isn't real. And I used the words to say, God, I need encouragement. I need encouragement. And I went to the event and somebody tapped me on the shoulder who, um, Casey Pusho, she's one of my best friends now, but I didn't know her then. And she tapped me on the shoulder and I turned around and she put her hands on both my shoulders and she looked at me in the eye and she said, I'm just here to encourage you. Say what girl? <laughs> I was like, Oh wait, what? What'd you just say? And yeah. she goes, I am here to encourage you. The human spirit. And she said, my son has sensory processing disorder. He is not autistic, but he has sensory processing disorder and he loves your teas. They have worked for my family. Wow. And that was that moment where it was like, I'm in it, right? I'm like, this is real. Like you just, you really answered me like directly, Mm -hmm. right? That was a, a direct answer. And those little poignant moments in this process of finding my journey, soul searching by daily asking. I think one thing I'd like to say that to listeners is you have to daily ask, you know, I think, I think of course your intention is out there, but being the fact that we are, you know, have you ever heard that term? We are spiritual beings living a human life. Um, I think yeah, Deepak Chopra says that, and um, it, it's true, right? So you have that, um, your soul knows a lot, but at the same time, the human side in your brain, you know, contradicts itself continuously. So you have to talk yourself out of it. And I do it all the time. I mean, just when, you know, when I was driving to the casino to pitch, um, the week before that I was having a, mo- you know, when I was telling you, I was like having that moment where like, Oh God, you gotta make it or break it. Cause I'm like, I'm done. And so that's what I did. I asked God, I said, you know, I need help. I, I have faith, but I'm scared. You know, mm-hmm. it's you, it's so hard. It's to, when your faith is tested a little you bit, you know, that's and good. you're like, look, you know, I, b- I believe you. <laughs> I, I know y'all things are made for good but like 
you know, this is really like, I don't know how Daniel, I would have saw that line and I would have ran. Like, I mean, I just don't know. Like, I mean, you look back and I'm like, uh, uh-uh. you know, it's like, test me, but don't test me that hard. Don't test really me the use way it. I want to be tested. Yeah, right. Like, don't use me. But like, it's just constant conversations. And, um, one of my, um, mentors, um, she said, it's those authentic conversations with God that mean the most. If you are angry, you tell God you're angry. If you're scared, you tell God you're scared. If you, It's not about a one-way, I only love you, you know, I love you, I love you, I love you, and you're awesome, you're awesome, and you're hurting inside, you're right? Because that's not real. So what he wants, because he knows what's inside, is for you to say it. And when you say it, you're confessing it and you're setting your intentions and you're making it known. And by doing that, that's when the miracles can happen because you're able to release it verbally. Your soul's able to feel it and you're able to connect with God in a different way as if you were just talking to him the way you and I are talking right now. And um, I think those are the moments where you need, if you want to find that, your purpose if you want to feel authentic you have to be first authentic with god word and tell him what you what you need and needing and wanting it it can go hand in hand and i think it's okay to say i don't think you should be condemned for certain things of saying what your wants and needs are um i mean i'm not saying like lord i need a bmw but i'm saying you know but lord i need a car Mm mm-hmm uh, supply me with this need. I'm, I'm having a hard time. Um, and I think that's what, that's, I think that's, that's probably everybody's true purpose is to get to that point with, with him. Yeah. I think it's something that, uh, you know, a lot of people struggle finding their purpose, finding something that really drives them, what they feel like their sole meaning is, but, you know, like we hear you talking about, it's not always a, oh, I found my road, let's go. Uh, and, you know, right. it's usually a daily struggle, a daily work to continue on and that years. path. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I made the, you know, I was telling you guys earlier, all roads led to here, okay? So my background is fashion um, and PR, marketing. And um, I, I took fashion courses at TCU. So this was, I worked retail all through college. I worked retail after college. I worked in the wholesale business. Um, I did merchandising. There was, I was always in that industry. And what's crazy is it's just, I even just had another aha moment. Like when I was driving to, to, to make that pitch for wholesale. And it was like, you know, I was saying how I was scared and I was telling God. And then I heard you, you know, this, you know how to do this. And I'm like, oh my God, I mean, I know how to do this. I know how to do this. And it, and it was like one of those moments where, oh my God, you really like set this up because I'm able to walk into this meeting and know what I'm doing. I'm just selling myself. I've, I've been able to sell other people's products. 
I've always been, you know, I know how to set up a store, how to do a floor plan. I know how to, um, I knew to produce a line sheet. These are just things that are just in the industry of stuff that I, oh my gosh, I knew how to do. And it was just one of those moments where, you know, at 25, 26, 27, all those ages and those times and putting in that work. And, you know, I'm just like, I'm just selling stuff. I'm not thinking about how that's going to happen later in my late thirties and how that's going to come full circle in my life. Um, and it was a moment where my confidence was like, man, you weren't almost rookie for the year for nothing. <laughs> so when I was, in the, I was in the wholesale business, I was up for rookie of the year. And it's like, I was going to be the number one seller in the country. And I got engaged and I was like, peace out. I'm getting married. <laughs> and cause at that time it didn't, it didn't mean that much to me. I was just kind of like, eh, I'm good at this, whatever. Well, but at that moment I was like, Oh my gosh, I can, I can do this. And all selling is, is talking to people. That's all it is. It's talking and it's listening. And I go into that meeting and I sit down, I'm in, I'm facing one of the main buyers. And, um, I said, you know, I don't know if you know anything about my company. And she said, yeah, I looked you up. Okay. Um, I hope you like what you saw. I don't know if you know my story. Yeah. I watched your video and I burst into tears and I said, I, I'm so sorry. I'm emotional right now. Cause I'm just. The fact that you took the time to watch the video. I have a video on my website. It's like a four-minute video. It's very good. I watched it. And thank awesome. you. But, you know, it's, I mean, you're invested for four minutes, right? So I was, I was just really appreciative. And she looked at me and she said, I got you. And it was another, I'm here to encourage you. It was that exact, it was like, I just know God was speaking through her. She said, I got you. And it was like, it was deeper than that. It was more than what she was just saying. It was the level of God saying that. Like, I got you, Casey. Look at where, look, look where you are. And I, I walked out of that meeting, and we talked about the overwhelming feelings, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I got in the car again, and it was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm, like, laughing and crying at the same time because it's like, wow, you really got me. And you got me in a, a big way and more than I ever can, I, I can ask and, and think of because you're limitless and we, we're the ones who put limits on our, ourselves. But, you know, ask and you shall receive. It's true. It might always be the way you anticipate it and it might not be the way that you want it to be, but eventually it will turn out to be the right, the right way. And... I think as long as you have the faith in that, then your prayers will be answered. I think that's awesome and beautifully well said. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even remember <laughs> your question. So I'm really, like, oh my God, I don't even remember the question. Philosophical deep thought here. I love it. And she was a little trepid about this. For the listeners, she's, she's come a long way. I'm impressed. So Casey, I know this is something that you've done locally and here in the States, but uh, I also am aware of some stuff that you've done 
over the seas. Um, I think it was in Rwanda, correct? Mm-hmm. I was talking yeah. with Father Seth uh, a couple of days ago, and yeah, he said I should be I sure, to, yeah. sure to ask you about it. Uh, some of his family accompanied you on that trip. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so that was a really incredible opportunity for uh, my shirts have been sent there previously. And I had the opportunity to then meet the kids in person. So it's one thing to just like how I mentioned I give to nonprofits is another thing to be a part of the nonprofit. So um, I had an opportunity to help um, build a school over there and connect with um, some of the students and the therapists. And I went with the St. Nicholas Center, a lot of therapists from there. And then, as you said, um, Father Seth and some of his family members. So it was just an incredible opportunity to see how autism is interpreted um, in, an, in another uh, country and, um, and to compare it to here. And what we were able to do is raise um, awareness on a international level. And it was, um, it was a life-changing experience for sure. It was, it was incredible. Awesome. Very cool. Very fly. <laughs> Fly happenings, huh, dog? Fly times, good times. I really did notice that you've got some fly language abilities over there. I think it's, <laughs> I, I like it. It's good stuff. Okay, before we um, hop over to asking you our question, we like to ask all our listeners, Casey, I mean all our uh, guests, we're going to throw it to John. Normally we don't do this when there's a guest, but it is since uh, we're bringing some light to autism. It's Autism Awareness Month mm-hmm. and even, will be even when the episode comes out. We do a little weekly segment of what made you – Hit the gas, what or and or what made you pump the brakes? <laughs> you got the sound effects for us. Perfect. Bring it in our own sound effect. And so John had a very very cool story, uh, something that happened in his life within the last week or two, and I think it'd be great for you to share. So Johnny, we're gonna throw it over to you, buddy. All righty, I'm gonna hit the gas, baby. You know, our, our area has been hit by a bunch of different things here recently, and in the last two weeks, we were hit by some torrential downpours, so add that to the hurricanes and ice storms and everything else that we've been having, Having, and I was um, getting my oil changed and getting my tires rotated, and I was sitting in uh, a little local shop here, and the streets were flooded. There was cars going off the road here or there, and a young man walked in the shop, um, looked a little nervous. Uh, he was concerned about whether or not he could stay in the parking lot and they said you know it's fine you made the right decision getting off the road and then he announced he needed a ride to get to school uh if anybody would uh take him to school he would pay them so once my vehicle was finished i drive a jeep i said hey man where are you going i'll i'll give you a lift so he was super appreciative Picked him up, took him to where he needed to go, and dropped him off. Uh, off, pitched the podcast to him, so he's probably listening <laughs> he now. He sure did. <laughs> That's what he called to tell me actually yeah, after right. this happened. Probably, probably, <laughs> probably listening now. <laughs> and uh, you know, the next morning I go to um, where we'd bring our kids to school, and one of the teachers was in there, and she came out and met me and said, "Did you? Were you at a car?" Um, tire shop yesterday you know did you pick up a young man I'm like yes I did why she's like that was my son um he has autism and he really struggles with change uh, in his routine and it was obviously a very difficult um time for him to get to and from school it was his last day of school he wanted to finish and complete the program so it was something that um you know she takes care of my four-year-old every day so it was something that 
you know, I saw the opportunity to help someone else out, uh, and it was very appreciated. And um, I just talked to her yesterday, and he uh, passed this test. So All right. Now he's certified barber, uh, ready to cut some hair. So. Oh, John, you, you're the perfect candidate uh, uh, here Maybe in a month so. Or two. Maybe we <laughs> will. <is> perfect. <laughs> so it was a, a really neat story that, uh, you know, the opportunity presented itself like we talked about. You need to be open for those opportunities, mm-hmm. and whenever they are, uh, see where they lead. So that was my hit the gas moment, hot dog. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, it's kind of weird, the world. You just never know. And I want to give a shout out mm-hmm. to, it's your stepmom that I ran into in North Carolina? Yeah, it was my parents. Yeah, Beth and David Hermes. What a small <laughs> world. I was hiking in my cool place in North Carolina, and I, and I got to run into these folks, talk to them for like 20 minutes. Uh, so sh- such a shout out if you if you do listen to this, uh, listen to your daughter. It was some great times. And then here we are with that. And then John, you just never know who you're running into. And and no, who you're no. um, making an impact on their lives. We all can, you know, Christ is in all. And I think that's a great story, John, that, and I'm proud of you for doing such. I, I do give John a hard time, but John really will help people quite often. <laughs> he doesn't help me so much. I don't know why, but he will help pretty much everybody else. So I'm proud of you, buddy. He can be our Uber. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Casey, um, before we wrap it up, we want to ask you the good old question we like to ask all our guests, and that is who or what? do you think is driving your car that's the proverbial car of life could be god free will pandemic sense of urgency all kind of good stuff out there there's not a right or wrong answer but what comes to your mind when uh you get thrown that question it's funny because i have a shirt that says jesus take the wheel and drive me to the beach (laughs) (laughs) um who's driving my car um i think it's like a team effort um maybe we have like that what are those like when your driver's ed the dual yeah. car yeah. <laughs> like, the dual dude, driving. like god can hit the brake when i'm like trying to hit the gas pedal <laughs> i don't know something like that um i feel like uh i mean i guess as a a main answer would be of course god but um i do think it's um multiple multiple people um and for me, I would say if you just want like a, a simple answer is my intuition. Um, I have a very strong intuition and, um, whether that's, you know, the Holy spirit, whether that's, you know, coming from some other place, um, I find as long as I follow my intuition that it always leads me in the right direction. That's awesome. And a very good answer. Yeah. New answer. Intuition, a.k.a. Holy Spirit. Yeah. Bam. That's a good conscience you got on yourself over there, it sounds like. Uh, well, we appreciate you joining us today, Casey. It was, it was quite a ride. Uh, I, I was know, looking I want to come back. Thank you. <laughs> fun. Can I come back when the store opens this summer? Yeah, yeah, you can come back. And so you're downtown. Can you tell You can us? come to me. Yeah, I feel like we we're in the neighborhood th- with the Botsky mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Well, far. yeah, we can bring, can we, yeah, we can set this up there. That'd yeah, we can bring some food and we can hang out. Where are you? Tell Also, tell the um, listeners a little bit where they can find the apparel and now the storefront. So I'm um, e-commerce. It's shopbyublend.com. And I kind of keep it easy on social media. Everything is at shopbyublend.com. But if um, if you are local to the southwest Louisiana area, it's going to be um, 313 Broad Street next door to Stellar Beans. All right. And um, I'm in there right now. I'm still working on the website, uh, you know, filling orders. I'm kind of using it as a studio space. But I'm hoping by the summer it will be open to the public. This is awesome. Very yeah, exciting. Yeah, because mm. I really want it to be a – 
a, a place for everyone. It's it's going to be more than just retail. So that's why I would even love for you guys to come back and set up even a couple of times there. I want to I want to start a book club. We do read a lot talk, of books. Yeah, I know. Books I just um, I just wanted to be um, like my mom says, like a, just a hangout a hangout spot. And, Absolutely. Um, but we'll see where where that goes. But for yeah, and um, and also I'd like to. Um, uh, give a nice little promotion to the listeners. Um, if they use code drive 25%, um, they'll get 25% off. So it's going to be drive 25. And all you have to do is type in drive 25, um, at the checkout and all the subscribers will get 25% off. And it just doesn't have to be just the autism line. That'll be, um, the entire website. And if anybody has any questions, they can just reach out to me through the website. That is awesome. And I think guys, a lot can be learned from this. And, and if you, I would implore those to go check out the website, check out the mission, uh, buy a shirt or two, cause it's going to a great cause. Uh, I'm really proud of you. Someone from our area Aww, doing some big things thanks. here. And I think there's a lot that can be learned about being persistent in prayer. Um, asking God, uh, not just asking once staying with the program, I think is pretty cool. And when you see a door open in life, going through it, mm-hmm. um, and continuing with the faith, So we do appreciate you coming on. And uh, listeners, until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Timing, sun is shining, nothing more.